This is Tales of Swordfall. Episode 23, Ash and Smoke. Mantis, how does your um, patron communicate with you? Uh, I like to imagine. Um, it usually happens uh, when Mantis is uh, sleeping or in usually sort of in dream form um almost like uh mantis is sort of wandering through uh some sort of like she has this almost the same dream every night where she's wandering through a realm where you know it changes based on how her patron decides to uh communicate with her um or uh, sometimes she'll just hear um, the voice of her patron uh, in the back of her mind uh, if it's something more pressing or immediate um, because obviously only communicating when she's asleep is sometimes not in favor of whatever the patron wants uh, but it's almost always uh, by the patron's whim uh, she'll call out to the patron occasionally or speak to the patron and get no response, uh, but she expects that. Um, it's just sort of circumstantial based on how, based on just the patron's choices and desires and needs and all that good stuff. Cool. Yeah, and, you know, whatever your headcanon is, we'll try to stick it into this game, so... Um, yeah, you hear in the back of your head the rattling chains, and uh, what kind of voice do you think uh, your patron has? Uh, probably something sort of on the more, I guess, abyssal side of things. Nice, I think I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> up to my uh this necklace i have which is really just this sort of smooth and stone with a carving into it uh and i just rub it and nod forward and i uh sort of walk up to where ash went because he he was going to do whatever with the what was it the the necklace right uh and i just kind of stand by his side and I look and sort of stare down uh, Tyrker. You got it. Yes. Um, and it's once again just that cryptic message of the elf has a puzzle piece. And yeah, you know, this is 
since uh you know your patron is talking to you when you're fully awake during the day just out of the blue and you look at this elf and your patron's telling you something it's probably important uh yeah like i am <laughs> like definitely i can't take my eyes off of tear here and i'm kind of just trying to figure out uh, what he might have that is a puzzle piece. Uh, because I imagine I probably would have been contacted by my patron about this before. Yep. Um, I give me an arcana if um uh, yeah, just give me an arcana and they'll give you what information that your patron may have uh gave you. Uh, 19. 19. Wow. That's a lot of information. Uh, you've been getting some pretty lucid dreams recently of uh, 12 pe puzzle pieces that uh, combine together to make a sphere. And once these puzzle pieces are fully combined, a tomb comes into the material plane and opens up. And you know that something happens, something significant something that could help your master become more powerful. Okay. Um, give me one second. Uh, I am gonna kind of move Towards uh, tier gear, I guess. Yep. Uh, and I'm gonna try and whisper to him while Ash is checking out the necklace, and the the mares are waiting to find out if it's cursed or whatever. Uh, and I'm just gonna kind of ask, "Have you found anything?" interesting lately <clears throat> um i know this is kind of player versus player but jim do you mind if i roll an insight <laughs> i yeah sure okay um, and <laughs> um a competing deception yes or? i was yeah. actually gonna say that yeah we we traditionally try to leave it role play wise but i like to kind of at least when we're starting out see how well of a read i can get not terrible. Oh, oh a crit. you are you oh. are <laughs> like You're eleven higher than me. How's donk? How's Mantis uh like containing composure? Wow. Oh. Oh, uh so I just kind of look at him and I'm just like I'm a bit of a treasure hunter okay lock <laughs> a bit of a treasure hunter and then you say have you found anything interesting lately yeah have you found anything interesting lately Yes. 
So this is an interesting time to ask me that. And you're looking at Tyrker, and he's giving you just this really weird, like, trying to figure you out face. Like, scrunched eyebrows, squinty eyes. Um, he's got an owlbear under an arm. <laughs> it's probably not under an arm. It's more like, you know, Squirm. just... Squirming around. <laughs> cuddling up against your leg, and it's like, hi, okay. mom. If, if, if Khalees would calm down enough to do that, that would be amazing, and I would put Khalees down. That would be wonderful. I mean, she Thank was you. busy for an hour putting out fire. She's fires, probably so. tuckered out. She's yeah. probably really tired, actually. You're right. Um, what do you mean by interesting? And I don't even care about I My back's turned to the amulet at this point. I don't even give a... I don't care what's happening there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, anything... Perhaps old or ancient or conversation worthy if you're trying to impress someone. Um, you notice when you said old and ancient, Tyrker's head tilted like you're talking to a German shepherd, like tilted and then tilted a little bit more. <laughs> but not conversation worthy, it was just the old and ancient. And it looks like he got his interest um, by the expression on his face. What do you know of the old gods? Uh, Mantis kind of raises one eyebrow and just kind of stares at Tyrker for a minute. They're doing an awkward stare down. So yeah. we, should, we could probably pan yeah. to okay. the necklace or the amulet shortly. Yeah. We just yeah. like, we just, the whole room disappeared to us, probably. <laughs> like, it's, one, one, all this. one of those anime shots where like the whole room just goes dark and there's two spotlights and there's yep. Mantis and oh, Tyrker. Yeah. Having an Ellen yeah, Light sure. moment there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Exactly. That, yeah. that sounds perfect. Ellen Light. Perfect. I like that. So, um, how does Ash gain the information from uh, doing identify? Um. Like, what What would, if this was, like, a movie or show, like, what would it look like to the audience? I would say, so they're, they're doing their verbal somatic material, so waving this owl feather over the object while kind of muttering uh, some words that, unless you're really close, you're not going to make out. Uh, and I'd say maybe their eyes kind of light up, like, silvery, and it looks like, um, like they're seeing something that other people can't see. Cool. And um, the information that you get from this necklace is, yes, it is super cursed. Um, it has an enchantment on it that when anybody gets angry or a bit emotional that it can trigger a response that just makes them go ballistic. Uh, uncontrollable rage will happen. And oddly enough, it also has a uh, spell on it, which helps you communicate and attach your emotions to a creature that you have spent time with. Hmm. 
Interesting. Uh, we'll actually look up after this at the, uh, the I guess, the Council of Mayors and kind of chuckle and say, yeah, this is super cursed. Uh, Bilio looks a little displeased that you confirmed the whole curse fear, uh, theory. But um, the, the mayors uh, look a little concerned and kind of all shake their heads. They look back at Norik. Norik, you can tell that they're about to come to some kind of decision. Uh, are they just staring right now? I'm uh, rolling a perception here. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. Or you can do insight, too. Oh. Or you can do you both. Know. I mean... Perception's or... good. <laughs> yeah. Alright, uh, perception. Uh, you can see that they're doing that whole thing where they're staring at the person they're directly talking about. And um, you can hear a few things of, well, he was cursed. And he might not have had control of his actions. Somebody else pipes up. You know, my aunt, Lindia, she was cursed once. And I think that just knowing he had a curse on him that he could not control himself was bad enough. Bilio, though, he's just like... Nope, this is part of his, uh, deviance. He always does things like this. He probably exactly knew what he was doing. <laughs> Gel's wobbling. <laughs> and Nark's gonna... Nark's gonna... He's... He's hearing all this whisper and hubbub, and he hears Bilio chime in with... with his... slander. Always and, a slander. And Norik stands up and looks at him and says, I don't need your hatred towards me to affect the rest of my life. If you want to kick me out, kick me out. And uh, he stands up and he's about to say something when alarm bells in the town go off. <sighs> and, yeah, it just kind of shatters everything, shatters the whole, like, yep. stare down, shatters... the whole, like, head turn. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, uh... Later, dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can hear, uh... In the distance, some type of battle horns. Should, uh... What would we roll to identify what type of battle horns they are? Hi, um... Gosh. It's probably some kind of intelligence check. I don't want to do wisdom yeah. because we've been pretty wisdom-heavy this uh, time. We have. But... Uh, history? That's exactly what I don't want. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, uh, probably... To identify a sound that you may have heard. Can it be? I mean, I've heard that it's I mean, a cobalt. Can I roll with nature help? Or is are they too humanoid for nature? You know, sure. Okay. I'm totally arguing that because I have a big buff to nature and I've done like zero nature <laughs> rolls yeah. this entire campaign. But hey, you had a few and you just kind of failed. Full disclosure. I'm rolling it. Twice. Ooh. 
Yeah, you recognize the sound of the battle horns of a kobold uh, raiding party. It sounds like the kobolds have reached the uh, refugee camp. Do I hear this? Oh, everyone. Everyone hears this. Oh, jeez. I'm going to do a history check to see if I know anything on this. Uh, Okay. You've heard tales. I mean, I, you know... Uh, where you grew up in Dilson was uh, a pretty modern, well, modern as far as D&D goes, uh, place by the um, borders of the uh, elven country. So, you know, the kobolds weren't much of a problem there as, say, like the western side of Swordfall, where there are a lot of mountains and a lot of places for, you know, dragons to hide. Mm-hmm. Norik has had a very small encounter with kobolds, and it was not good. <laughs> small. Um. <laughs> small. Uh, you're making fun of my size? No, I'm making fun <laughs> of their size. <laughs> their their size. They're yeah, also true. small. Yeah. Tirker's definitely going to draw his Sioux knife and a hatchet um, and face towards whatever direction the sound was from. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, it would be from the west side of town because they're coming eastward. Okay. Yeah, coming from the lake. And and Norik uh, he's got some cuffs on and he's kind of frustrated at this. And he's like, he turns to the council and he says, I can help fight, but not with these things on. And I can help. And uh, Mayor Bilio is like getting red in the face, but the rest of the mayors are like, well, we got people who are willing to fight. Um, if we survive this, we can resume. <laughs> Indeed. And I just kind of pull my quarter staff off of my back. Neato. And, uh, yeah, uh, Norik, your sister comes up. And, she uh, cuffed, cuffed it anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> she, she, has, she has the key. And personal guard handcuffs just for him. <laughs> yep. Uh, she unlocks the cuffs. She pats you on the shoulder, looks you in the eye, and says, Well, I'll see you out there. Be safe. And Nark's gonna start pushing through everybody to, to get to the uh, door and, and the exit. Yeah, people are probably getting out of your guys' way. Yeah. Uh, Ash, what is your reaction? Uh, Ash was I mean, casting his awesome after, spell. After casting his spell, Ash was kind of like, maybe getting a little bit bored. Uh, and hear the horns, I guess. Um, <clears throat> and look to the, the guy that hired them and say, how about another bonus? Uh, and kind of wait for their reaction. Uh, yeah, Lottie just, like, shakes his head. He's like, uh, double what we owed you. Uh, yeah. And he looks at the mayors, and none of the mayors are paying attention anymore. And he just realizes he just may have lost his job right there. But, you know, if he's alive at the end of this, who cares? Uh, Hearing that, Ash will, uh, take this, uh, kind of weird-looking helmet off a hook on their belt and put it on their head. And uh, from the inside, you see this, like, light coming out, like a fire light up with, like, kind of a jack lantern effect. And then the whole sword appears in their hand, and they go running out the door. So you don a, a cool-ass fiery helmet, and then a sword pops in your hand? 
Exactly. Nice. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Nice, nice, nice. Now, thank you for listening to Tales of Swordfall. Please consider listening to these podcasts. A long, long time ago, in a land far away named Phylor, there were four legendary adventurers. We are the Adventurous Four, renowned across the land. Using their cunning and strength, the party defeats many monsters and saves many lives. Nick takes his fairy blade and stabs it into his other eyeball. Oh, oh my god! Gosh! Can, can Hugo jump on my back? Do I cast Expeditious Retreat? Like, yeah. Uh, can Bob roll a d20 for me? I don't like that. I, I don't like how you ask that. D20 business. What if I rolled a one? What if I told you I would just rolled a one? Come and join us weekly at How the Quest Was Won. Found anywhere where podcasts are located. Purchase not necessary. No real magic was used in the making of this podcast. Please like, share, comment, and subscribe.